0: Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 45 of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. It's me, Tigrila Gardenia, and today I am bringing the most inspiring, fresh, uh, invigorating conversation with Ashley Stokes. Ashley Stokes is a distinguished award-winning documentary filmmaker. She is Unwavering in her commitment to amplify voices and to encourage a fresh perspective, her dedication to elevating the collective consciousness advocating for environmental preservation and weaving intimate narratives takes her passion for storytelling to extraordinary heights ashley leverages her multifaceted skill set to not only inspire but also educate offering audiences new and profound perspectives on the intricacies of our complex and beautiful existence i this conversation with with ashley really just it just flowed which is why this episode which is episode 45 is find your flow in the web of life because as you will see once we get into it there is just so much that changes when you give yourself over to the large cosmic natural flow of life and i hope that ashley inspires you to to move into this to to step into this more consciously just like she did for me enjoy the episode Everyone, I am here with Ashley Stokes, which um, I guess I should give you a little bit of background of how we actually got here. So the funny part about this entire episode is going to be that this started with Ashley actually interviewing me. (laughs) I was contacted by a mutual colleague of ours because Ashley is working on a documentary film, which I will let her talk about whatever she can about it, but I'm going to... And um, and she wanted to obviously talk about the plants and about the connection to plants and all the different aspects around finding your path, uh, being connected. There was just so many elements. And we had such a great conversation that I could not bring Ashley onto the podcast because I feel like... I feel like where she's going and the interviews that she's doing and her particular path, that's really the most important aspects of her path to getting to the understanding that this was exactly the type of, of filming she wanted to be doing, the, the the interviews she wanted to be doing, really, I think, is going to kind of give us another aspects of the wisdom of plants and the natural world. So without further ado, I, I want to welcome Ashley Stokes here with us. Ashley, how are you?
1: Hi, so grateful to be on your podcast. I really enjoyed our last conversation and just (laughs) excited to delve further into that conversation today.
0: Yay, this is gonna be so great. So first and foremost, who who is Ashley?
1: I'm a documentary filmmaker, and currently I work for WEDU PBS. It's the local PBS station in Tampa, Florida. And here I produce, shoot, direct, and edit uh, short and long form documentaries. And currently, uh, I am working on a documentary. It's like an environmentally focused documentary. And I like to say the short pitch of it is the interconnectivity of all things and how that perspective can allow us to heal ourselves, heal our communities, and heal the earth.
0: I already love the title. I already love it. I love the little pitch. But we're not going to go too deep into it because I know you're still in pre-production and obviously this is you know this is one of those things that will morph and change as it unfolds what I'm most curious is to how did you get there like how was it that you got to the idea that I really need to look at the natural world and and step deeper into it to better understand myself Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's a great question um so honestly I started thinking about this probably a few years ago at this point. Um, I've been a, a videographer working in video, the video world for a few years, uh, like six years now. And I was experiencing a lot of eco-anxiety and eco-grief uh, for some of the destruction that were causing um, the earth. And I was on a personal level, I was trying to find different ways that I could work through that. And I always felt that this was a conversation that one, I was having with a lot of people personally, but because I have the capacity to talk to so many different people and reach a wider audience, I wanted to have this conversation on a a larger level. And um, then that kind of led to uh, WEDU gave me the opportunity to pitch an idea for an environmental documentary I pitched the idea mainly on like eco-anxiety and that uh, discussion. And it kind of has evolved a lot from there. And it is continuing to evolve as all things do in life. (laughs) But yeah.
0: I remember that after we had the conversation, you really got me thinking about the eco-anxiety. I actually recorded an entire podcast episode about whether or not I have eco-anxiety and really understanding the fact that I, I feel like I don't suffer from it the way many people do because of that connection because the way that I interact and am a part of the natural world it's almost as if there's a, a deeper understanding that keeps getting un, uh, unveiled over and over again as things happen That doesn't mean that I don't I don't think the world is changing I don't see the climate change I don't experience it differently but there's like this um kind of array of hope in it of that we as human beings are going to understand, why this is happening both from our responsibility, but as well as our possibilities. And that yes, the world is going to completely change. Yes, there are so many aspects of this that are going to fundamentally shift the way that we live our lives. But that if we approach it, if we give ourselves the opportunity to remember that we are nature, it's as if It's just going to be different. I I can't ever put it into words. It's more of a feeling than it is a thing. Do you find that as you're doing this type of work, the fact that so much of this is a feeling, a a deeper understanding connected to the natural world, connected to plants, to what you're learning, do you find that that makes it different than shooting other kinds of documentaries?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I do. I have like a multiple responses to what you had just brought up one I'm really glad that you brought up um, you doing a podcast about the eco anxiety because I actually just watched that and I was like oh wow I'm really glad that, (laughs) that she ended up like going further with that conversation and I wanted to hit on the fact that creating this like my journey with this has actually helped me evolve how I feel with my anxiety and the grief that I hold Mm -hmm. Um, and we can go a little bit deeper into that but I do want to answer the actual question that you asked me is um working on this project with uh it being more environmentally based is that different than other projects that I do and I would absolutely say yes uh because a lot of the other projects I do while I am very passionate about them as well um I feel the most connected to nature and I have always known that my purpose, well, not always, but I've gotten to a point where I know that the, the documentaries and the videos that I want to be creating are uh, revolved around the environment and nature. And that has helped me become so much more connected to the project than I have in um, different other other different projects that I've experienced in the past. That's not to say that like, I'm not passionate about those ones as well, but there's sort of like this synchronistic flow that has occurred with this project that I honestly cannot say I have experienced quite the same with other projects.
0: And that's, that's what I find naturally happens. There are certain words that keep popping up over and over again, as I talk to people, as I even listen to, you know, others, people maybe who are even more well-known and then those lesser, like no matter who you talk to, there's certain... Um, words or concepts that constantly pop up and flow is definitely one of them. As a matter of fact, I was working on something today for um, the next program that I have happening in the naturally conscious community. And when I years ago really was focusing on the word balance, I thought balance was the right thing I was looking for in my life. Mm -hmm. And in this journey with, with the plants, with the natural world, I've discovered that it's not balance at all it's flow. There are times when I will be in balance. There are times when I will be out of balance. Mm -hmm. And like this flow of being able to take things in and being able to, you know, do something with it and flow with it. And, and almost like a, like a river and you're swimming in it. And sometimes you're going to be taken and sometimes you're actually going to be doing the swimming. And I feel like that really connects into what happens with every aspect of our lives. when we. Give ourselves over to our, our, our natureness, right? Our, our plantness, our humanness, our animalness, and all these different aspects that we have inside of ourselves. Um, so it's really fun. It's fun when I hear it from somebody else. Like, it's like, yes, that's that confirmation.
1: <laughs> Can I make a point actually? Yeah. Of that? I'm yeah, really yeah. glad you brought up the word flow off of what I said because that is a, a big portion of the documentary. Without going too deep into that, that's it's a, you know, really about the flow of the earth, of human bodies, and like our purpose. And so I don't want to go too deep into it. But I really like the idea of like getting into, you know, the flow, because that does matter uh, in the environment and within ourselves. And of course, we're part of nature. So of course, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like that's one of those concepts that we as humans have really forgotten. Like, we've and, and and even if you think about it from any angle, like even from a spiritual angle, the difference between making your own reality and going with the flow, we tend to think of that word of surrender. Um, as something negative. Sometimes it's like, I'm letting go and I'm not, and I'm just going to do whatever, you know, whatever the universe wants for me or something like that. But it isn't that like we in Dam and Her use the term guiding your synchronicity and guiding your synchronicity means that it's kind of like a wave, you know, that you catch like a surfer, you catch that wave and you're able to then drive inside, but it's not like I can make the wave happen. Right. It's not like I'm, I I know where to position myself and I know how to prepare myself. And I feel like when you're in touch with the natural world, the, when you're in touch with the cycles of nature, when you're in touch with the understanding of how we ourselves as beings of nature move and operate within a greater timeline, then all of a sudden that flow becomes so much easier to understand as a, a give and take, as a dance, as a movement, as, as so many other pieces. So how exciting that, that that's one of the elements that you've picked up on.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah.
0: Nice. You were talking about we, look, let's go back a little bit to the eco anxiety and the eco grief because I really want to hear how I would love to hear more about how for you doing this type of work really getting deeper into this connection and this interconnectivity as you said has helped you understand better or or flow better as you said with the eco anxiety and specifically with the eco grief. Can you tell us a little more about that?
1: Yeah, so I feel like as I've um Well, I'll give you a little bit of context. So back in September, I went on this trip all around like South Florida and in like a little bit of Central Florida as well. And it was really just to get a lot of B-roll for, um, and for B-roll for people who don't know, it's like extra footage to put on top of interviews. A lot of it was just like nature footage. Um, And through that, I went to a few different places and I was really confronted with a lot of feelings Uh, and one of those places um, was the coral reefs. I went down to Biscayne National Park and as some of you may know there is a coral there was a coral bleaching event occurring over the summer and into the fall because of the rising temperatures in the oceans and as as well as like diseases in the coral reef Um, and it pretty much was like swimming over like a cemetery like these coral reefs were on the point of dying like the bleaching they're not quite dead yet but it is almost at a point of dying and I really sat there and I knew it was going to be an emotional experience but I really sat there and I cried I honestly I'm gonna be honest like I cried and it was a very emotional experience for me And that's just one example of like other places, you know, there was other experiences I had throughout that trip that were really devastating, but on the opposite side of things, and maybe not necessarily the opposite, but also like within the environment is that there is so much beauty. Like the earth is so beautiful. And like, I can't deny how extraordinary that is and i think most people would agree with me on that and being able to see that contrast of um death and rebirth and life next to each other is really extraordinary and i think being able to see that you know life does go through its cycles and as devastating as seeing some of those uh environments and ecosystems being at such a detriment to human-involved uh climate impact basically. Right. And going through that experience as well as talking to a lot of different people and also being on my spiritual journey, knowing that no matter what, like the earth is evolving. And it's going to be okay. And like that, maybe that may be to the detriment of humans. And we, you know, we don't really know quite yet. There are alarming signs, obviously, you know, that's part of what I was experiencing the anxiety around. But no matter what, there's a flow. And if we get back to a place where we're in flow with that, I think that that's where I I got to a place of hope, knowing that I'm at least... uh doing something to help people see this. And I'm doing the best that I can and being a part of that flow to help with that experience. I know that I personally do not have all the solutions or answers to the problems. And that's the reality of no one person can. And I think I got to a point where it's like, Each person, and this is also based off of a conversation that we had together, is like each person has their different role within this, both within the climate movement, the environmental movement, and also just within life. And that's very much like the human body. There's a ton of microbes within our body, and all of them have to function together for us to be living and existing. And that's much like our entire system as a whole as humans. So like we may have different roles, and we have different ideas and opinions about things. But ultimately, in order for us to all to work together as a whole, we have to function in our different roles. So and that's I a abso-
0: no, it's a great <laughs> answer. It's such a great answer, because it's an organic answer. It's not a mechanical, I read this in a book, I, you know, or, It's not coming from a mental space, which is not to say that of course our logic is great, but we know that the human logic is what's got us into this problem to begin with, right? Right. That's a logic that's coming from your deeper connection. As you were traveling around, you allowed yourself permit me for rewording it in this way, but this is what I see is you allowed yourself to make that deep connection, even with those beings that were dying, even with those corals that were dying, and you were able to then experience it to a certain extent from their point of view, from this greater understanding. And that, that, like you said, LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard
1: for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media,
0: Life, you know, what we want to do is create the conditions, as they say in biomim- biomimicry, create the conditions conducive to life. Mm-hmm. And if we can't do this, life is just going to push us out. And that might seem like harsh, but is it it? Is it? I mean, when you really think about it and so really realizing that each one of us has a role to play in this and that we're, you know, the more connected we are, the more at peace we are with that role too. And I think that that's the other piece of that element of eco-anxiety and eco-grief is once I realize my kind of role in all of this, both in, in its positives as well as in its negatives, it gives you a sense of of understanding where I'm going, you know, how I'm supposed to interact going forward, which way I'm supposed to go. And what I find, which I think I just made this connection in my head to when you were talking about how the documentary is sort of taking this turn around interconnectivity. I think it makes it easier also for us to reconnect. I mean, makes a At least I found for myself um, recently, I've been very much into the world of like, like really looking at limiting beliefs and all kinds of different aspects connected to blocks and and such. And for me personally, I spent a lot of my youth feeling extremely alone and, and I wasn't a hundred percent alone. I mean, I had people around me, but I felt it deep down inside. And it was very much connected to this disconnection I had with myself, as well as with my, my, my true nature, let's say it that way over the years, as I have worked, I haven't, I only spent one period of my life where I was actively working on friendships, but after that, it was more working on myself. And the more I worked on myself, the easier it becomes to have friendships, the easier it becomes for me, like you just said, to have those moments of profound beauty that are in front of you. Those, those moments of where you sit somewhere and you just And it's the most mundane thing, and it's absolutely stunning. And and it just hits you with that awe and that wonder, which just perpetuates, like scientifically speaking, that augments the feeling of connection. So it's like this, it's almost as if nature has given us this regenerating motor Mm -hmm. that all we have to do is allow ourselves to plug in. And then it's going to nourish us and inspire us and allow us to see ourselves as much more than like that single individual, but as a a piece of that interconnected web that gets created. Talk about being verbose. That was verbose, but hopefully it came across and it (laughs) makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And I think to me, that's the most exciting part of all this journey. You know, even when when I started working on this podcast and I started thinking about the topics, you know. Or it was very easy to try to think of, okay, I'm going to start with plant principle and this and that. But as I go forward, I realize that the plants are such a huge part of the way that I have stepped into my true nature, that almost anything I talk about is is because Kin helped me see and, and bring that veil down. Do you find that there's an element of nature that makes it in those moments of difficulty, in those stressful days, in those times of, you know, horrible reports that come out or some kind of scary thing that happens, do you find that there's some element that makes it easier for you to just automatically connect back into it?
1: Hmm, That's a great question. Um, I feel like it is like kind of going out into nature and neither like sitting next to a tree and, um, meditating with that and like sort of having a, a conversation in a way. Other times, uh, I can't say that that's always something that pulls me back, because uh, I, I said that earlier about like it has shifted my way of feeling the anxiety and grief. And that is most of the time, but I can't deny that there is still, like, I do experience that sometimes and there are still bouts of like, oh my God, like there's so much, there's so much happening. There's not much I can do, but then I find myself coming back and I'm like, all right, like if I just sit outside for a little bit, I'm like, this tree is okay right now. And it's like connected to the rest of the the mycelial network underneath. Um, That typically helps me And I also will say having conversations with other people about it. Uh, Some people will end up going down a spiral of like, we're both feeling kind of shitty that day. (laughs) But (laughs) there's a lot of other people when I think when it is going back to what you had mentioned, like that alone piece, if when you are, you're never truly alone, of course, Mm -hmm. but um, I think whether it's having a conversation with a tree that is also kin or it's having a conversation with a friend and knowing that I'm not alone in in having feelings about anything really um and that I can move through it in whether that is like through conversation that is helpful for me to at least put my emotions out there or it's just like I'm sitting in meditation and it's helping me to calm my nervous system
0: yeah, absolutely. and and, like you said, it's it's not a a switch that you can easily turn on and off. Sometimes those feelings that humanness just get gets to you and it gets overwhelming. and And I also have found that, um the the sitting, the this it's the stillness with another a, a being, a being. I always say use the word being because some people want to use species or whatever. But to me, it's just the being of nature that I feel like in that moment, can really help me, and sometimes I'm literally calling out to them. I have I have a series right right in front of me. There's a series of house plants, and then Gary the silver Fur is outside. And there are times when I just sit here, like I don't even I can't even go outside. I can't even bring myself to go outside. And all I'm like looking out to any of them. I'm like, can somebody please help me? Like, well, you know. Spider plants, you know, or <laughs> anybody—the aloes, you know, Jada and uh, Jana and Zan. I'm like somebody, please. I I need somebody to pull me out of where I'm going right now. Mm-hmm. And and for me, um, being a a visual person, but not really. Like I'm I'm more an auditory person. And since obviously nature is not going to talk in that way, then for me it's about softening the gaze and just allowing myself to just sort of almost be like enter into that vegetality as deep as I can go and just imagine myself that vegetal being like sitting there rooted swaying with the wind. And then all of a sudden I feel my body start to move, not as a human, but more as a as just a movement of, you know, wind or something like that. And all of a sudden, that brings me like you said, it it kind of for you, it's meditation. For me, it's that it's that Mm -hmm. let me go through, let me just still let me call out for help. And then let me allow my body to start to move. And when my body starts to move, all of a sudden, everything just sort of trickles into place. And I feel like that really brings into connection. I also agree with you that it's really important to have that support system. I mean, I created the Naturally Conscious Community, my online platform, specifically for this. Mm-hmm. These conversations are hard. You know, I keep saying it over and over again. They're scary, they're confusing, they're contradictory, they're um, they're also demanding of you because, you know, things are changing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, And we sit and sometimes we try to have conversations with people around us, and they might just, like you said, either just drag us down or, you know, because they get caught up also in the fears, or they just don't know. They're not willing to go into that. They're not really willing to explore those topics. So the conscious community was created with the idea of I want a safe space where we can just, in that moment of need or in of curiosity or whatever it might be or that moment of profound sadness, like the coral bleaching that you were talking about. I want to be able to share this, but not to commiserate, but more to, to remind of the bigger picture in it all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for all of us to find those spaces that you can that you can get together. How do you find, or in this journey that you're taking, this, this reconnection that you're doing right now, how do you find where you fit in the world in it? How how has it helped you better understand where you fit in?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think that's a combination of knowing my skill set. Like I, I know that I'm skilled in being a documentary filmmaker and as well as what I'm passionate about, uh, about the environment and finding flow for that and being able to weave that together and knowing that I feel within me that I'm in a place that feels right. And I think it goes back to, this was part of our conversation last time of it's sort of, you you had given like the example I think of uh, when there's like somebody that you like and you don't know if they like you or not. And you're like in that in-between of should I go forward with it or should I like pull back a little bit? And I think you said something, it's almost like a gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really it. And it's really um, the intuition, that feeling within your body of knowing I'm within my purpose and I'm doing what I feel is right for myself right for my community and right for the environment and because that all flows together it it goes back to that flow aspect of like I am putting my role in a place that is helping others while also making like making me feel like I'm fulfilling my passion um I think that kind of answered your question like on a shorter it level
0: It did. And I think that that's a great way of putting it. I think that that's, you know, I often talk about the fact that, that the conditioning that we've all experienced in our lives, not necessarily always something that was planned or because somebody wanted to do it, but it's just such a natural way of the way we create culture and tradition today is through these, this, this conditioning piece has disconnected us from that, that knowing that we have where And also has created almost this fear of trying things where the natural world knows that, you know, a a plant knows that. I have to try new things. If not, I'm not going to survive. I can't just stay exactly where I am. I have to move and I have to experiment and and there is no guarantee. And so I have to go based on my past experiences and what's happened over the last few seasons and what direction seems appropriate. Like there is a lot of those kind of understandings and calculations, but ultimately it's uh I think I'm going to go this direction type of (laughs) thing. And I think sometimes that's all you can do. But to get to that piece really requires you peeling off those layers of conditioning, peeling off those societal expectations, peeling off those human layers to then look at them all and say, which one of these are truly me Mm to one of these, do I want to reintegrate back into my being? And which of these instead are something that was somebody else's kind of understandings or expectations of me. And I'm just going to go put those off to a side. And then that opens you up to like feeling and being able to make those choices from that, Mm -hmm. that, that aspect of reconnection to your true nature. I love that. I love it.
1: I do want to add to that in saying that I feel personally that I am very lucky that I kind of knew what I wanted to do as far as like the skill set that I'm in now being a documentary filmmaker. I knew that I wanted to do that kind of from a very young age. Like I was playing around with cameras when I was like five years old making like videos with my sister and I have the support from my family and so many people along the way that not everybody has that. And I do think that I'm incredibly privileged to be able to have that opportunity, but that also is alongside of like doing a lot of hard work, both internally and to like the projects that I'm working on. And so I think that having that support system, but also like going with, like you were saying, oh, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. And having being able to work for a company that is allowing me to be in that space, a lot of people don't have that. And so I guess I just really wanted to point out that there are so many different factors with that, that have Absolutely. been able to get me to this point in my life.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, we get, we get dealt we get dealt a deck of cards, you know, when when, when we come into this world. And, and some of them, like you said, are very supportive and there's clarity and there's all these different things. I was the opposite. Being a multi-potentialite, I had a thousand different things. I mean, I've been a dancer, an actor, uh, I've worked in high tech, I've produced large events, I've, you know, jumped around different countries and learned multiple languages and had to learn new new cultures. And I had to play around with all this at the same time like you said I was also privileged to have a beautiful and wonderful supporting mother who you know was there for me emotionally but at the same time a lot of this other stuff I built it all by myself like I didn't have anything that was coming out there and I think it's important for us to understand that that building of that support system is also so important and and that the more like I was saying earlier I think that the more whatever you are in right now the more you Work on the connection from within you. The more you're able to see when the connections external to yourself are there, mm-hmm. and so even if you don't have it to begin with, they you can start to create them. And and sometimes they come in such. I was actually journaling about this the other day, and I was thinking about one teacher when I was you know in eighth grade, mm-hmm. who I didn't even realize until right now, halfway through my lifetime. <laughs> that I realized, oh my gosh, that person made a difference in my life that I don't, I didn't even value. I mean, I've always talked about certain things about him but it wasn't until right then that I realized how he shifted my entire approach to school and, and how he changed that. And so I think that when we're in it, when we allow ourselves to reconnect from the inside, we're able to see those tiny little lifelines that get uh, given to us throughout the course of our lives, those synchronic moments that then we can, like like we said at the very beginning, we can ride all the way through to something completely different because the interconnections are there and it is our filters that often don't allow us to see them.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I love that you shared that because I do think that there's, it's like a spider web or like the mycelial network that Mm -hmm. is like weaved together and we don't, may not necessarily like physically see that but if you do go into like introspective times and look back on it it is like all these people that and experiences that have helped you get to the place that you are now and it may like weave in different ways that you don't expect um but it's just the beauty of life, right? (laughs) Exactly.
0: The beauty of life. Ashley, this has been awesome. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just, you know, really capturing that spirit of that conversation. Um, I, I, I want to keep talking to you, but I know that it's probably a good time for us to close here. If people want to see your work, they want to see what you've been up to, where, where do they find you?
1: Yeah, so I have a website, it is ashleycstokes.com. and a lot of my work i still I'm working with WEDU PBS and you can also go on wedu.org. Not all of those programs are programs that I produce, but the local stuff is the stuff that I work on. So
0: beautiful, and I'll make sure that I include all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. Any last words of wisdom for our audience? Uh
1: find your flow. that's That's what I have to say. Thank you so much for having me on this conversation. I'm very grateful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, all of you, for listening. Please go and check out Ashley's website. I'm going to be putting it into the show notes and also WEDU and all the great programming that they're doing. Public, you know, television is so important. All of it is so important for us, especially when we're talking about these types of themes. And also just consuming that content is could be one action that you take that really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So thanks again. And remember, everyone, resist the urge to hold back your emerging green brilliance. Let's keep having these conversations. Let's have these conversations here and let's have them in the naturally conscious community. I will see you again next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.